Welcome to the Rock of Bay County, Florida, where our vision is to be a multi-generational gathering, moving as one body to bring the glory of Yahweh to this beautiful county and to all the earth. We hope you are encouraged and blessed as you listen to this message. I just want to talk this morning for a minute. I kind of have a word, but I don't know if we'll get to it. And, um, I feel, you know, it's, I always feel this is kind of a, a cool moment because it's, it's when, when I feel like Holy Spirit has already, like we could go home right now, you know, and some of y'all are sitting there go, let's do it. Let's <laughs> what you think. But I feel like everything that happens past it is a bonus, you know, and I mean, we, we've come together for the one thing. But I, uh, I just want to share kind of a behind-the-scenes thing of, of a process that I've been in the past couple weeks, which is, uh, you know, we have, I'll kind of share an announcement plus this. So as we know, Apostle Damon Thompson will be here on February 15th and 16th. Uh, the 15th, it's at 6 o'clock, um, and then uh, that's a Saturday night, and then on the 16th, which is a Sunday, did I say that right? 15th, 15th Saturday, 6 o'clock. Uh, 16th Sunday, 10 a.m. Um, we, uh, you know, I, I know we're, we're, we're tight in here, right? Like we, uh, it's kind of like we can fit a hundred, probably 150 people in here as long as everybody has their arms crossed and <laughs> Zach doesn't flex. <laughs> but, you know, we're tight in here. And, uh, and so like, I just feel like I, I can't, you know, we, we, I don't know, I don't know, you never know what these kinds of things are going to be like. You know, it could be half of us show up and we sit in there and go, man, I wish we'd have just done it in the ark. And then there could have been, there could be all of us show up and you add five more people and we can't fit into this room. And so we have to plan accordingly. So we're going to have this, these services next door in the gymnasium, which sounds like okay, great. It's way, like, contrary to popular belief, like, we can't just pick up and move chairs over there and have service. Like, with, if you have 250 people show up into a room over there, and you have sound equipment, and with no insulation, just these walls, you think you can hear? You won't be able to hear. It's wild, and it's like, you can ask these audio guys, it's a nightmare, so we can't just do that. So there's a lot that goes into, well, what are we going to do? How do we make this place, you know, we, th- th- that place is safe over there. That's good. But as far as sound and control and, you know, the look, all of that stuff is, is, a, is quite a bit bigger deal. And as the time gets closer, I mean, we're less than a month out, I, I get a little bit anxious. And I've been a little anxious this past week and just like, you know, all the different options, things falling through, how do we do this, all of that kind of stuff. And it seems like it wouldn't be a big deal. When he initially told me he was coming, I was like, great. And I just pictured us in this room and then I realized that wasn't going to happen and we're over there. And what happens is I just started to get really frustrated with the situation at hand. We have these huge buildings and we can't do anything with them. And I just got really, like, honestly, really frustrated with the situation. And I, and I couldn't find the answer and it was just frustrating. And so our, what, something happened to me that really has, has helped my perspective. And I went home um, and that night I was scrolling through old pictures of 
um, the kids, which it seemed like a great idea, spiraled me into deeper depression. Um, but at the time, it sounded like a great idea. And, I, and I'm scrolling through these pictures, and I, I come up on this video. And the video was of me, Eva, Leo, and Frank, um, probably, I mean, probably a week after the hurricane. And, uh, and we were making this video to put on Facebook to announce that we were going to have service for the first time again after the hurricane. And I watched this video, and I was absolutely flooded with all kinds of feelings. But not the feelings like I've had every time I've thought about the hurricane before. My thankfulness a lot comes from the fact that I'm not having to move a bunch of junk here and there and, you know, just all the crud that went along with the, with the hurricane. I was, I was actually filled with, with the feeling I had that first time we all came together. Who, who, who was there the first service? A good bit of us. And I remember that walking up and being like the feeling Eva and I had of like, who knows who can, like remember how hard it was? We couldn't even communicate. So we didn't know who was going to hear this, how this was going to look, what was going to happen. And we gathered right out here about where the park is now. And I just remember the sight of everybody coming up and embracing, like, as if it was the first time they had, you know, or like they thought you were dead. You know what I mean? Like there was, there was this like, oh my God, they made it, you know? If anybody was going to go, I was sure it was going to be you, but I'm glad you made it. But there was just this, there was an embrace that, that can't be replicated. There was a moment there that just can't be, we can't forget. But we do. And I found myself this week saying to myself, how quickly I forget. My mom, I I sat up last night with her talking about, um, she was sharing with me that she actually has a list that uh, that she made that Yahweh had given her as far as things to remember from the hurricane, which sounds a lot like Joshua's memorial stones. Remember whenever they crossed the Jordan and Yahweh told them to take those stones and set them at their lodging place, that the sons of Israel, that their next generations, when they asked what that was, they could tell them of this testimony. But she said one of the things that she wrote down was this, this memory she had as the first time going in, was it Dairy Queen? I think it was Dairy Queen. She walked into Dairy Queen with my dad, and it was packed out. Packed out. Like, today, if you walked into Dairy Queen, which you might not do that anyways, but like, if you have kids, whatever, you walk into Dairy Queen, if you saw it packed out, you'd be like, all right, I'm leaving. <laughs> but people just went in there, and it was like, that she said it was just this crazy feeling of like, no, you go first. Uh, no, you go first. Oh, you need some more ice here. You know, and it was this like giving, serving, loving, like embrace there because all the crap, excuse me, had been stripped away. And there was this appreciation for the moment. And there was a recognition of the moment. And these are the reasons why I go back. And in all of the stuff, you know, that is not fun about the hurricane, I see this thing as such a gift. 
he strips so much, so much back and so much away. And he was reminding me of the importance. And I started to just go through actual services. And you might have your own, but I, I remember the first time that we gathered, we gathered up front here, and it was, it was frigid. <laughs> and it was raining. And I was like, what are we doing out here? <laughs> Talked about the voluntary, involuntary. That was absolutely voluntary, like people just making themselves get out there. And it was even the fact that there was, there's people in their cars waiting till it got started and then they came out. But it was like our Dairy Queen, you know what I mean? <laughs> if you will. <laughs> it, it, there was just there, there was this overwhelming sense of family. That service that we came that we came together out here, it was either that service or another one following shortly after. But we were gathered there, and it was when the the, the scripture just kept coming out of my mouth was one thing have I desired of the Lord that will I seek that I might dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life and behold his beauty and inquire in his temple and I and, and it just every single time we came up I came up there and I spoke I would just say one thing have we desired because it was so important to me that throughout the process that I set him before so I didn't get lost in all the other stuff and he just kept speaking that to me and when we moved into this room we put that on the wall as an anthem, so to speak. It's also because anybody that gets up here and speaks, that's what they have to look at. And there's times when I'm up here and I'm going, uh, what was I saying? But I look right there and I go, what does it matter? And there's a, there's a heart shift there. I remember another service when we, I, it was one of the first ones that we got to gather under the pole barn, or we were gathering under the pole barn, another frigid service. And I just had in my spirit that, that, that I was to, to tell people like that Yahweh has come and is taking some of this mess and some of this junk that we've accumulated over this storm and through this process that's gotten in our heart and he's coming through and he's going to remove that today. And as I'm saying that, the debris trucks, which we, if you, before, before this whole thing happened, like th- there was just pie, I mean, a fortress of, of just junk all the way around here. It was a literal wall all around the perimeter of this place. And we hadn't seen a debris truck. I drove by them and I just would declare, you come to the rock, you come to the rock, you know? But they weren't coming. But that day they did. And it just showed me again of Yahweh's faithfulness in a moment like that. And I never get that moment if I don't walk through that. Right? I just feel such a such a need to remember. It's not that we base everything off of this, and this is just something that we always talk about, though I think we will in some way. But we keep it as a memorial stone. Because the worst thing, and I said this, I said, when we were in that pole barn, I remember talking about this building being finished. And I was saying, we're close. But I know that if our hearts ever get hardened to the point where I feel like we've just become complacent again, we'll be right back under this pole barn. Not because it's like, well, because I'm authority and we're getting out there. Get your heart right. 
It's not that. It's because I, I, I feel such a, I have such a desire here that I personally say, stay tender to those things. I, I feel this house, every single service that we have since then, it seems backwards, but I feel in, we're in new territory every single time. Like we're going the opposite, like new, it's new. Every single day that we gather, something's new about it. And that's by the spirit. But in the natural, we are so, so accustomed to, I prom- who, who in here has a seat in this place? We have a seat. It's not this horrible thing. And I'm not here to point out all the negative. I guess. But I do want to bring awareness and attention to, to this. I, I want us to, be, to, to understand that this thing is bigger than us. It's, it's more real than we give it credit. And there's things that he does in our lives and there's things that he walks us through that if we're not careful, we'll think of, think of them very carnally and miss the whole point. And so I, I stepped back in that moment and I just, I, I, I just reveled in, in that amazing feeling. Like I said, every time I've thought about the storm before, the thanksgiving comes out of this idea like, thank God I'm not there anymore. Thank you for bringing us all the way out. But what's brought me back to that place is thank you for that service. Thank you for that feeling that I had and let my heart not shift from that. Especially because of unfulfilled expectations. If I'm just going to be real with you, I we, we're in the process to rebuild buildings, uh, to, to, to restore some things, and to make some changes. And, and it, is a, it is by all means a process and a very long one. And if you ever got Deborah started on it, she'd probably be in tears as she told you. And we're so thankful for what she puts into this. Yes. But we are in a process of that. But there's a, a lot of time before that happens. And, I, and I, I desire that we're comfortable in here, that everybody has a seat, even if it's not the same seat every week. In fact, I hope that it's not. I'm not telling you to get up and move, okay? Just relax. <laughs> I can already feel, like you can feel that. Feel that. Like people are like, you better not tell me, son. My seat is sitting outside in my truck right now. <clears throat> but I, but I have, I have 
I, I say this in, in some ways just to, just to draw back. Into, I, I, I feel the tension of like when we gather and there's a ton of people in here, I love the feel. I love being in here with everybody. There's something so, I don't, I, you know, a lot of people talk about the, well, we just, I like the intimate, you know, just 20, 30 something. Well, that's because there's only 20 or 30 of you gathering. We, I love whenever there's, there's a ton of people in here that are all in the same one accord heart that are just worshiping together. There's such a, it draws out of me. You know, you get a hundred people amening versus like 20 people coughing. Five being asleep. I don't care what type of great notes and sermon and Holy Spirit has literally come into this place. Like you won't get it out of me. And I, but I, but I, but I feel the tension of like when that happens, I'm like, what are we going to do? Because there has not been the money that came through in order for us to do anything over there. And even when the money does come through, it's going to be a process of doing what we need to do over there in order for us to get over to that place. And I was reminded again about Yahweh said, that place has big windows. And you said, I said out there. If we get to a place where it's so big, before we ever move over to another place that's so big and, you know, open and we, before we ever lose the feel of this family, I'll open up windows and set chairs outside. I'm not, I'm not saying, I, I am, I w- I'm willing to do that. But we're moving in a time where there's good weather and we can move out under the pole barn. And I've just, we've had, I've had, I've said, we've all had a lot of requests of like, you know, what are we going to do? When it gets too much, like we're growing and that's great, but what, what do we do? And the answer I have for you is nothing. We stay. We didn't get to this building by being rushed into something. In fact, when we did try to rush, we almost lost this building completely. He's got this. He's got the timing. He's got everything in our situation, our life, and the walk of this family. Our goal is to come in here and be focused on one thing have I desired. And let's, like, just practically speaking, as, as people come, like, when we get here, like, look at, I'm just saying, I'm not, again, I'm not, I'm, this is just, um, Apostle Ball used to call it uh, housekeeping. I don't do it like he does it in that sense. Um, otherwise, everybody would be, like, really tense right now. I'm like, oh, gosh. He was amazing at that. But like, we don't have to have four chairs in between us. In between us. Like, we don't have to like each other and like agree with each other and be whatever. But we are, like, we're family. And we need to fight to not be the hometown of Yeshua in our hearts. We're, we're, he couldn't do any great miracles and signs. and because, because everybody, we knew this man. And we're just complacent because this is what we do. And I just, I feel this just shaking this morning, just shaking some things up in our heart and just Yahweh coming to us and saying, like, remember, remember. And it would be good practice for all of us to go sit down and remember some of the services that we had in your own house. Think about some of the just touchstones, those memorial stones that you could put there and say, I remember that day because it, 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 roots you and grounds you in this idea that he's good. That's what it's about. Yeah. 
Y'all received that this morning? I'm telling you, like, this this is me. I've had this tension, and I'm releasing myself from it this morning. I love this place. I, every time I walk into this this building right here, I'm so I, I'm unbelievably thankful for how beautiful it is, how amazing it turned out for covering. I wish we could have Damon and and all those people. I wish we could fit 500 people in here. It's not possible legally, and uh, but we we're we're going from glory to glory, and the quickest ways way to miss the next glory is to be unsatisfied in the glory in which you're in. And I'm reveling in this moment. I love the feel of this family. I, I love all of you. I'm so thankful to be here and to be in this house. And I'm just excited about where Yahweh's taking us. But I'm even more excited to look back at my memorial stone, see where we've been, and see where we are today. It's a glorious moment. It's a glorious thing. And he's got us, and he's covering us. And I, and I just I see that this morning. I've seen it this week in my life. I... Um, I've been changed so much by the service that I came to um, just briefly for, uh, I think it was two weeks ago after I had my eye surgery, my wife was speaking, and um, and then a, a few of you gave testimonies. And man, let us always keep the testimony before us. If you, if like, like right now you couldn't stand up and give a testimony, I challenge you, I challenge me to go home to, tonight, today, and sit down and just say, what is, what's, a test, what's a testimony I could give right now? Because to not give it is kind of a selfish thing. Freely we've received and freely we're supposed to give. But I just want to remember that within us is that this, this place right here should feel like that Dairy Queen moment, that first time. That's what Yahweh is. He's always wanting us to be tender. I I shared that revelation. We've been in Psalms 1 so much over the past few weeks, but delight yourself in the law of Yahweh. And that scripture that says, delight yourself in, in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. Not meaning that we, uh, we just like Yahweh and that we just really love him. Delighting is actually a word that means to be pliable, shaped, to, to move into, I, I have this still, I brought this with me. I'm going to read this again because I think this is, this, is so, this is so vital to this time right now and what I'm speaking about, okay? So this, is, this comes from the, the true Hebrew meaning of that verse that says, delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. Listen to this carefully. The Hebrew word translated delight, which is pronounced onag, literally means to be delicate or feminine. It carries the idea of being pliable or sensitive. In this particular context, it means to be dependent upon God and to derive one's pleasure from him. The term translated desires, which is pronounced mishalah, refers to petitions or requests. In Hebrew thought, the heart was primarily the seat of the inner man. It was the source of the will. In other words, the psalmist tells us that God will honor our delighting in him by graciously giving us what we are asking of him from the very depths of our being. Now think carefully here. If we are delighting ourselves in God, then what are the desires of our heart? 
if we are relying upon God and deriving our primary pleasure in him, then he is the desire of our heart. The promise here is not that God will give us the things of this world if we delight in him. No, the promise is that God will give us himself if and when we delight ourselves in him. I'm becoming so aware since Eva's talked about, really she talked about mental health. I don't remember what, it it was guarding your mind and that kind of stuff, but really ultimately what's spoken to me, I've so focused in on, in Psalms 1, in that that chapter of, um, that that it, it's 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 kind of a three part thing, right? So it's talking about the blessed man. It says, "This is what he doesn't do. This is what he does do, and this is kind of what he's like. This is his nature." And after I heard Eva speak, I had I spent a lot of time focusing on that first part, and a lot of people do. It tells you what he's not. But when she spoke, I started to be so drawn to this idea of meditation of biblical meditation, of that part that says, it's not so, the first part, I'll just say it for you, but we could all say it together. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. I want you to recognize that then it doesn't say the actual opposite of that makes him the blessed man. Right, it's not because he doesn't do those things that he's the blessed man. Does that make, am I making sense here? And I feel like so oftentimes we focus on those, on the things that we are not, but really it's just meant to be like a self-diagnosis kit in some ways, right? It's like goes back to the clean hands, pure heart revelation, that if we ever got to the place where we were allowing our hearts to be clear, which is what pure means, pure hearts, then our clean hands, that, that's a secondary consequence of the pure heart. And I just feel this, this, this call, this desire, and I've said this before, but, but that we step into a place of meditating on things like this, this hurricane situation. And his good, this is why there's memorial stones. It gives you a chance to be meditating, to chew on, to, 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 to I actually wrote down some. These are some of the words that in Hebrew, this actually, that meditation means, or these are actions in meditation. The, the things it's not is it's not mindless, like Eastern meditation. Like it's not that you sit there and you're absent of everything and you just sit there and hmm, you understand? Like it's not that. It's biblical meditation is not meaning that it's absent of something. These are the words that describe it, to speak, utter, moan, study, imagine, pray, listen to this one, roar. And an action was rocking back and forth. I'm not saying those are all the things you do in meditation. But the point is, is that it's, it, there's something that he feels. See, it's not the absence, of some, absence or the hate of something that changes the way you think, right? So like, I, if, if, I, if, I, if, I don't want, if I find myself sitting in the seat of the scornful, meaning everything that starts to come out of my mouth, I'm so aware these days of how the things that come out are exactly what's within me. You, you don't, there doesn't need this big old guidebook of like where I'm at. 
And it was never meant to be condemnation. It's, it's, a, it's what Holy Spirit put in you, or what Yahweh put in you through Holy Spirit to give you this self-diagnosis type thing, to convict you in your heart so that you change the way that you think. It's not meant to push you away from him to say, I am sitting in the seat of the scornful right now. Like, everything that's coming out of my mouth is negative. I, am, I feel like everything, when I wake up in the middle of the night, I'm in fear. I have anxiety there. And it's literally waking me up in the middle of the night. It's not meant that because you're doing something wrong. And how you correct that is you stop being the man that sits in the seat of the scornful. Stop it. How many of us have sat there and said, you know what, I'm not letting any more negative come out of my mouth. I'm not doing that. I decide today, I decide today that everything that comes out of my mouth now is going to be life it's going to be peace. It's going to be rest. It's going to be good. <laughs> Love to see the success rates on that one. Because he gives us these tools. It, you kind of said something about it today, but the kingdom is about exchange. Yeshua wants to exchange things with you. Come to me. Right, so it's a conviction thing, not a condemnation thing. Now come to me, all who are heavy, all that are burdened, and I give you rest. You don't get out of that burden by just saying, I want to be in rest. Well, yeah, we want to be in rest. I don't want to be anxious, but there has to be a replacement in your heart where he comes and let me take that and I'm going to give you this. So there's a requirement, though, on our end that says, you know, we, the, the, the idea, the notion that Yahweh just does every single thing for us is not right. It, it's not that there aren't moments, right? Not, there are moments where Yahweh steps in and you're like, what in the world? There's no, I didn't do anything, but there's oftentimes as a son, when you step into sonship, because a lot of the times when those things happen, it's because we're in an area of immaturity in something where he goes in and he steps in to show you the capability of, of his goodness and, and who he is so that you start to be rooted in that and come into sonship. Right now, my kids are so reliant on me. They're not, if I don't give them food, they're not going to eat. If I don't cover them, they're not going to be covered but they're young. My relationship with my dad has changed. I still go to him for a lot of things. This past week, I shared something that I was dealing with and got his advice on it. But our relationship's different. If I always am operating out of lack and need for him, like you do, at what, what can I get from you? Then my, the next generation, the, the, my little ones are gonna be operating in lack. So he brings us to a place where a, a son, a son, he, he gives us tools. He gives us, I'm trying to think of how to say this. He gives us tools to, to, uh, to bring the heaven on earth reality. Not that I'll just do it for you. See, he gives you promises. He gives us promises and then, he, and then he gives us the tools to fulfill those promises. And a lot of people that don't get the fulfillment in them or they're not seeing promises come... Just make sure you're not sitting and just doing this. The steps of a righteous man are ordered of Yahweh, yet the righteous man takes those steps, right? 
Let's, let's jump into Joshua real quick. I'm not going to be much longer. I just feel like I need to get this out real quick. And also, I have this written down. I put this in my Bible so I wouldn't forget that it, in a self-diagnosis, what, how do we start to realize that, man, I've got things, are, you got Holy Spirit started to replace some of these things, that, some of this fear, some of this doubt, some of this worry. I'm going to get really super simple on you. It's called the fruits of the Spirit. Think about what was manifested in Dairy Queen. <laughs> Honestly, like, Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. To say that you love God and don't love your neighbor makes you a liar. Because if you truly love him, it's impossible to hate those around you. Because he's replaced some of that junk with his rest, with his peace, with his love. When these things start to awaken on the inside of you and it's true, it's another self-diagnosis thing. Things are pretty good because what's coming out of me right now is love and peace and joy and kindness, patience. Like it's replaced some of this fear, anxiety, worry, doubt. It's simple stuff, but let's bring that back to the forefront. <clears throat> All right, Joshua 1, because this parallels so beautifully with Psalms 1. Verse 1, after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spoke to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' assistant, saying, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now, therefore, arise, go over this Jordan, you and all this people, to the land which I am giving to them, the children of Israel. Every place that the sole of your foot will tread upon, I have given you, as I said to Moses, from the wilderness and this Lebanon as far as the great river the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites into the great sea toward the going down of the sun shall be your territory. No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not leave you nor forsake you. There's a promise. Be strong and of good courage. For to, for to this people you shall divide as an inheritance the land which I swore to their fathers to give them. Only be strong and very courageous. It sounds like Joshua has a pretty good deal here. You, you get to enter the land. Like everything was done. Like we've gone through all the different... Like, and he's telling him, be strong and courageous because the promise has a requirement on it. And the promised land was not absent of giants and difficulties and things. There's a promise there, but there was, a, there was still things to be done. There were still things he needed a son, wanted a son to step into. Only be strong and very courageous that you may observe to do according to the law which Moses, my servant, commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right hand or to the left that you may prosper Wherever you go, this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. That was the law of Moses at the time, but how much greater does our promise have with Christ within us, with this book right here? 
the promises for our lives that are in, within these, this text right here. For then you will make your way prosperous and then you will have good success. Have I not commanded you to be strong and of good courage? Do not be afraid nor be dismayed for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Listen to eight again. The book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous and then you will have good success, which should show you that there is a step that we must take there's a you part of the equation that it doesn't say, if you'll do this, then I will come in and make your way prosperous. He's saying that I put within you the ability to take the steps that I'm telling you to take. But it's this biblical meditation piece. It's, the, it's not the absence of, of everything. It's, it's the exchange. It's the really genuinely, I've been in it I, for two weeks now. I've been putting myself in a place where I meditate on his promise to me, put that before me first. Who he is, every moment is started with, Yahweh, you are good. Every morning, that is my statement, Yahweh, you are good. It sounds so simple, but that is the position from which I want everything in my day to, to, to come from. Our mind was created, like I spoke about last week, to meditate itself. I'll prove it to you. How often do you sit there working or doing something and realize that you've been thinking about something that's stressing you out? How often, like I talked about, do you wake up in the middle of the night anxious about something that's coming up? We naturally meditate day and night. It's up to us what we put before us to meditate on. It's up to us to be the ones to say that in a time when that fear, anxiety comes out, that we say, Yahweh, you're good. Don't have to get so big and it doesn't have to be this big, grandiose prayer. Yahweh, you're good. That trumps everything else. That covers everything else. I feel anxious right now, but Yahweh, you're good. Remember the will of Yahweh for our lives. Rejoice always. Pray continually. And in every situation, give thanks. I just feel like I personally, and I think that a lot of us have, focused so much on that first part of Psalms 1, which is what we don't do. And that focus, was ne- that was never meant to be the focus. Use those things, when, those, when that fear, when that doubt, when that worry, when you feel like you are sitting in the seat of the scornful or you're following. I mean, I, I, I personally am, am guilty of following in the path of ungodly. Man, that looks good. They're being successful in this and you start to get swayed from what, listen, Holy Spirit guides you. You're different. You gotta see yourself as a peculiar peeper, people, someone set apart, someone, someone that's different than all the others. Christ in us, we should. And so we step into this place where, where we can't just follow in that path. 
But how does that take place? It doesn't happen by just every day making the choice that I'm not going to sit in the seat of the scornful. It doesn't mean that it doesn't matter how many times you say that I'm not going to be anxious. Be anxious for nothing, but then he tells you to go into a place of prayer and thanksgiving. There's, an ex- there's always an exchange in the kingdom. It's, that's because it's relationship. He doesn't desire to just be the great God Yahweh and watch what I can do. He, he, he desires to be a father with a son. In Genesis, it says that we have dominion over this planet. He didn't give us dominion so that we could sit here for a while and wait till we fly away, oh glory. We know that. But if we know that, then we have to start to awaken ourselves to what he's showing us to do, who he's showing us to be, to be the blessed man. Remember how we even got to Psalms 1 was talking about the disciples who fell asleep because of their unfulfilled expectations and their sorrow. It took them from a place that was, I expected you to be one way, that's not what happened, things didn't pan out the way that they could, they turned their back completely on him, ran away in unbelief, fell asleep when he was telling them to change the way you think. Wake up, wake up. But when he came back into the situation, he made an exchange so extravagant, so great that it caused all of those men to walk in a place that they say, I don't care if I lose my life. I know the truth and I know who he is. There was an exchange made. And I I just see that this morning. I'll I'll, I'll wrap this up. But I... I, uh, I've felt so much this week that one of the keys to our meditation right now is to call back into remembrance where we came from. The glory that we came from. Don't, when, when we start to go back and, and, and remember some of the things that happened the days after the hurricane, don't go back to these terrible things and say, man, I'm just happy I'm not in that. I'm talking go back to the goodness of God in that moment. And let that launch you into the goodness of God today, which will launch you into the goodness of God tomorrow. Stay seated in that peace. Amen. Let's stand. I wrote this down. This is something to just think of as as we leave here today. But um, Psalm 63, 5 gives us a, a, a clear picture of David, how he meditated. I think it's just that it's, it's important to just to, to draw out. So it says this, Psalm 63, 5 says, My soul shall be satisfied as with marrow and fatness, and my mouth shall praise you with joyful lips. When I remember you on my bed, I meditate on you in the night watches. Because you have been my help, therefore in the shadow of your wings I will rejoice. My soul follows close behind you, your right hand upholds me. Let me read this in the Passion Translation. I overflow with praise when I come before you, for the anointing of your presence satisfies me like nothing else. You are such a rich banquet of pleasure to my soul. I lie awake each night thinking of you and reflecting on how you help me like a father. I sing through the night under your splendor shadow, offering up to you my songs of delight and joy. With passion I pursue and cling to you. 
because I feel your grip on my life. I keep my soul close to your heart. There's a, there's a, there's an act of a son. There's an act of a daughter. I just would not, him sharing this, him sharing, especially the daughters today, him sharing some of this stuff with you, I, I, I'm telling you, it's an opportunity. It's a day that we need. Our gener- the generation coming behind us, there's so many mental health things going on. We, so many times we come to church and we're looking for all the spiritual stuff, but he also gives us these practical things. He gives us these practical moments that we can activate today. And there is, there is, a, there is an absolute, I feel a call of repent change the way you think for the kingdom is at hand right here i need you to see what is right in front of you amen yahweh thank you so much for this people and for this place we honor you and thank you once again we thank you for adding to us but we thank you for what we had before and what you started with yahweh and we give the glory to you we thank you we praise you Let us stay in communion with you. Let our hearts be tender to where we came from. See the goodness throughout our lives, Yahweh. Let us, let us, let, I ask that you create memorial stones in our hearts from these days and just bring our testimony before us and let us meditate on that, Yahweh. Let us meditate on that day and night and watch it change our actual chemistry. Change who we are. I declare this in the name of Yeshua. Amen. I love you guys. Have a great week. Thank you for listening. For more information on The Rock of Bay County, please go to therockofbc.org.